Welcome back to We Gotta Talk About. This is Myalicious. And this is your girl KTZ. Thanks for tuning in with us this week. We are so excited for you to listen to this week's episode. This week, we gotta talk about social media engagement. This week, we're gonna discuss um, the apps that we use and how we engage with each different social media site, what's been our experience with social media shitstorms, and positives <laughs> and negatives of social media. Yes, yes. Happy Friday. Oh, Friday. We are off our normal schedule because this week has just been an interesting week. But yeah, I feel like every day this week has felt like a different day than what it's supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I'm just really stressed out, to be completely honest, reading up on what our government doesn't want to give us in regards of a stimulus Mm -hmm. or financial relief. Um, It's December. What is it? 18th? I can't read. Yeah, 18th. And we got a check in April, May, and it's been eight months of a pandemic. So nine months, actually, technically, it was nine months on the 13th, because this all started the 13th. So yeah, I'm a little upset and anxious because I just literally AOC tweeted earlier today that a Republican actually had the audacity to say it's either a stimulus check or unemployment benefits, but you can't have both. And I'm just a little upset. But it's okay. We're gonna still I mean, try to and be yeah, you have you have every right to be upset because I mean, I didn't ask for my government upsetting. to be incompetent and make my fucking industry close. Like, yeah. come on now. But anyway, oh, sorry, mom, I cussed. <laughs> I can right. I can start bleeping you just for fame. <laughs> no, screw. Sorry, mom. I'm not. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Freedom of speech. Okay. <laughs> but let's. Dead. Um, apps that we use and how we engage with each social site also like shout out to ktz for coming up with the topics this week because they're really good and also i didn't even think to do anything at all for this podcast (laughs) this week we finally switched roles (laughs) in the realm of i have notes i was like god bless you (laughs) she was like we were just gonna go for it and see what happened and hope it was good no but yeah so apps i use personally i really only go through Three, I believe, social media apps. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Holy Trinity. Uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So essentially, it's kind of just like two in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Um, And I don't know. My intent of using all of them, here's the thing. I didn't want to use Facebook in high school because I was a MySpace loyalist. I really enjoyed coding. I really enjoyed doing weird things to my profile. And like, I just loved MySpace. I thought it was so cool. And I love the whole bulletin board thing and surveys. And I'm like, y'all trying to bring that to Facebook and Facebook is not my space. Like, leave that where it was. But now I literally only use Facebook to update my family, essentially. I'm like, hi, here's my photo dump of the last three months, six months. Like, I'm trying to be more active on it, but I just don't want to because I scroll through Facebook and I hate everything I see. Facebook happens to be the world of, like, those people from high school that you, like, want to still kind of keep up with, but you don't really talk to. Yeah. And then like all the adults in your life, essentially, or like your parents, friends or your family. Yeah. Like my dad's mom's on Facebook. Like I got older cousins and like aunts that I don't have relationships with on Facebook that I'm just like, here's my pretty selfie. Bye. Because I don't. I'll like the comment. But yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um. I've been having a hard time with social media for a while. 
You've been through a transition. You should note that. Maya has literally, like, given herself a social media cleanse for, like, the last six months. Yeah. In different, like, avenues. So we'll point that out before she dives in on, like, yeah. Thank you. Um, But, yeah, but part of the reason is because, like, I do work in social media. Like, that is part of my job. Um, Well, it was part of my job up until, like, I stopped officially working. But still, like, all of the projects that I've been doing heavily involve social media anyway. Right. And so it's been kind of, like, I go on there really just to, like, promote things and, you know, do my regular postings that I do on my different platforms. But other than that, like, I don't really use it so much for personal stuff unless I Mm -hmm. have, like, art that I want to share. Right. But, so yeah, so that's what my Instagram is. I actually like completely cleansed my Instagram. Uh, I want to say like a Months year ago. ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I cleansed it a while ago. And I just said I posted like a painting. And it was the first painting I had done in years. Um, Because like, I took art in high school. And then I kind of just like fell off. And I never like officially got training for it. So I really am like, mostly self taught. Okay. Um, but I was just, like, I had been working for so long, and, like, I had been in school and things like that, and I just, like, hadn't kept up with it. So I cleansed my whole Instagram, started po- posting, like, only art. I think there's, like, maybe one or two photos of, like, from my sister's wedding and, like, right. from events that I would go to. But everything kind of is about, like, my artwork, social justice things, so things like that. Um, So that's mainly what I do use Instagram for is, like, for the platforms that I run. And then I go on Twitter. Twitter's actually been such a useful tool for me right now, like this year, Mm -hmm. because I use it a lot to reference people's like lived experiences. I know a lot of like Caribbeans and Latin Americans who actually like live in those countries who tweet bilingually, like they tweet in English and Spanish because everyone speaks like multiple languages. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just talk about like their experiences as black women, just as black people who have lived in both the United States and in Latin America and the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've gotten a lot of just like firsthand accounts of how life really works there because a lot of us, I think in North America, have this idea of like oh theoretically like this is how it works there but like i like having the first-hand account of people that live there yeah, yeah, yeah um and i also follow some people who live in like asia and things like that and that's how i've built up a lot of like my knowledge around social justice movements and just like finding new books to read and like saving bookmarking threads oh my gosh girl when i discovered bookmarking threads my oh, whole yeah. life changed you were like here we go thank you we'll save this for later because i do that on instagram like i save stuff all the time to like repost on my platforms or like to reference it for something yeah. and so i was like oh this is amazing so now i have like all these lists of like books and like movies docs to watch and just like resources that i would have never known if Mm -hmm. i wasn't on twitter because i'm able to interact with people from so many parts of the world so i do love twitter it's definitely by far my favorite social media platform yes but it's also i think can be the most damaging which we'll talk about later just because like it's so small like you only have limited characters and like Mm -hmm. sometimes people won't read through full threads etc but anyway so that's my favorite one regardless of all the other bullshit um i never was into facebook we were actually just talking about like my big sis from our sorority and she was the one that actually made my facebook account for me oh i didn't know that couldn't even be bothered yeah (laughs) and 
Um, I basically was just using it because, like, I kind of had to have it when we were in Greek life. It was that's just, what like, we used to communicate. Was, yeah, it was a lot mm-hmm. of communication on there and like SJSU housing and things like that. So that's yeah. kind of like what I used it for is like buying stuff on marketplace and like just back in the day when I would like actually it had its uses for yeah. What we but it other in than that, like, I never really I was never into Facebook. That was never a thing for me. Even when I was younger, like my mom wouldn't let us use any. She, like, wouldn't let us on the internet. So I was, like, never a MySpace girl. Like, I never had it. I know mm-hmm. of it. Because, like, I would go on my friends with them if I would, like, go to their house. But, like, I was never allowed to make my own. I wasn't, like, an AIM girl back in the day. Because, like, my mom girl. really would have just, like, Ooh. found Ooh. out so quick. She would not let things like that slide. So it was never an option for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had opposite childhoods. Because, girl, I was on my computer all day long on the phone with friends while aiming them at the same time like oh my goodness i used to be like in the aim chat rooms with the homies like we would have our own chat rooms and then i would go in like the public ones and had no business being in there oh, at, you know i could oh just goodness. see you like thriving in there oh the other thing too <laughs> do you know what i'm really into these days actually what? because like i actually hate social media engagement is pinterest i actually go on pinterest and watch <sighs> videos of art I try with Pinterest, and I cannot. That's my pastime now. I'm like an old lady. No, okay. Listen, I don't know what the freak it is about Pinterest, but, like, I'm so... It's It's just overwhelming. It's super white, and it's just very, like... I used Pinterest so much in college as a sorority girl to get ideas for stuff, whatever. But, like, I wasn't a crafty girl. It was more of just, like, I could find something and show it to a sister and be like, can you do this for me? Or, like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And, like, whatever. But, like, I looked at all my, like, pinned bulletins or whatever they're called and it was like food recipes i'm never gonna make workouts that i already knew how to do like it was just like you know dream closet of stuff shit. of like right and then i realized like what was i on here for all those times so i have the pinterest app because my best friend's getting married and i'm the maid of honor so wedding dress ideas decorations yeah. we kind of have mm-hmm. to use it so i'm trying to get back into the swing of things with pinterest i don't want to but I, I, it's actually I mean, my new favorite because like, I don't have TikTok so and I, I do not have TikTok. No, okay. No, no, no. And it is not a problem that I'm a 27 year old woman who doesn't use TikTok. I'm so sick and tired. Well, of I'm 25 and I don't use it either. So oh my God, no one can so say shit my, to either of us. Uh, so many of my friends send me TikTok videos and I'm like, I don't have the app. I cannot watch this. If it's not in a tweet form or you're not sending it through a DM on Instagram, I'm not going to see it. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, people spend hours just watching other people do, like... I know. But, okay, but I use Pinterest to... So, I bought myself an iPad at the beginning of quarantine. Yes. So that I could create digital art. Because um, art supplies are expensive, FYI, and I'm fucking poor. So, I actually buy all of my actual art supplies from reuse stores, but those are really difficult to find and, like, don't always have what I need. So I bought myself an iPad because I was like, this is a small investment. I can make a lot more pieces. They have different, like, if you buy the pen, there's so many different styles of, like, pen that you can use on there. And, like, you can create your own and things like that. So I was like, this is a good investment for the future if I want to, like, mass create prints and things like that. I have to show you one that I just made about Elf. Um, I'm excited. But, yeah, so I bought myself one of those. And so I go on Pinterest and I literally watch, like, videos of people, like, drawing, like, tutorials on Procreate. Because that's what I use to draw on my iPad. Yeah. So I literally will sit on Pinterest, like, for hours watching, like, videos of people drawing. That's what I do. But, I mean, I, I get can't, that, though. I can't be bothered, like, with all the comments and, like, 
people just weighing in their opinions on like every app that Pinterest is like so nice and safe for me. I feel you. No. And I was going to note like your Twitter experience is kind of the complete opposite of mine. I use Twitter literally for personal humor and like, I don't know, my internet diary. I don't know what you call it, but I've been on Twitter since 2007. I've been using this platform for 13 years now. Um, and like, I've literally been sitting at like 400 plus followers for like, I don't know, the last five years straight, I feel like. So it's not like I have some huge following or whatever, but without Twitter, I never would have had my Dallas Cowboys networking connection, um, with a mentor without that. I wouldn't be have a network connection now with, um, an ESPN sports radio guy who went to high school with my mom and we like continuously go back and forth. Twitter is so freaking cool. Like Bruno Mars retweeted me. That tweet was seen by over like 100,000 people. And I was like, holy crap, this is freaking insane. That's what it works like this. And for those of you who don't know, you can click on those little three bars next to your tweets and it'll give you your Twitter analytics for that tweet. It'll literally tell you how many people saw a tweet, how many people interacted with it, how many people like clicked oh, girl, on it. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So Twitter's the only app I use to look at analytics for. I could give uh-huh. a damn who watches my Instagram stories. I could give a damn who's liking my pictures. I don't go look at that. I know a lot of people do religiously. Same with Snapchat. That's just not my jam. But yeah, I love it for Twitter analytics because oh, there's so many times I'll have like 40 to 80 people like a tweet, but then I go to look at the analytics and it's been seen by over 20,000 people on Twitter. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. And so it's so cool when you get to see what your reach is on Twitter. But for me, black Twitter is where it's at. It's lit. Yeah. If you go and look at money, some of your most like trafficked like stuff, you can really see your stuff is reaching way more eyes than you would expect it to. Twitter is so beautiful to me because it's like, it's got its imperfections as all apps do, of course. Um, the free for all that people can do with the comments is just like on a I'm just reading level. the last comment that I made on someone's tweet. Uh-oh. And it was this girl who said, what do you even feed a white boyfriend? Whole milk and casserole? And I said, mayo. <laughs> you would. I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> but Sorry. why is that like the last <laughs> response that I gave to someone? Like, I'm ridiculous. I mean, look at the question. You just have to put your input. Oh, I would man. probably do the same thing. But yeah, I love Twitter. Black Twitter is awesome. Oh, if you guys amazing. don't know, black Twitter is essentially really just where black people use Twitter. It's the There's nothing different about it. It's not a different app. It's literally just black people on Twitter. Um, but I use Twitter mainly but like... it is different because black Twitter is. is not the same as the rest of Twitter. It's not. It's and way more... And I know more... that because I'll talk to people about certain things and they're like, I do not know what you're talking about. And I'm like... Okay, we live in two different worlds. Got it. Yeah, it's a whole different world. And and Black Twitter is more like, it's not really what the tweet is. It's what the comments are. Yes. And that's the thing. Twitter has kind of developed into this thing for me where I'm like, I'm not even here for the tweets. I'm here for the comments. Like, I just want to see 100%. No, 100%. what the majority's perspective is on this thing. Because I'll read a tweet and have an opinion on it. And then I'll go through the comments and I'll really be like looking at some insightful things. And I'm like, huh. Yes. And then I'll sit with my man and be like, hey, listen to this. And then we'll actually sit and talk about it for like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just like, hmm, my perspective, I've just been opened a little bit or might have been turned a different way because these people are providing me with a perspective I never would have had access to because no one in my circle or world mm-hmm. has this perspective. So I do love Twitter. It's definitely my favorite. I think I spend the most time on Twitter, but I also use it. Twitter is essentially like my daily newspaper on top yeah. of like just me venting out my opinions because I follow my politicians on Twitter. I follow news sources on Twitter. Like, I don't want to be on my TV watching CNN. Like, I follow CNN and I just go directly to their links to their articles because that's what I do anyways. I do the same thing. 
but like I love the trending and I can see what's going on and like oh what is everybody talking about what's going on but like I wouldn't know half the shit going on with the stimulus talks without following AOC and her being open enough to let us know like hey this is literally what's going on and like this is why blah 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 but for sports too god I freaking love it I just love everything about Twitter like I said the whole free comment thing and we'll get into that when we talk about our shit storms but it's beautiful. What about Snapchat? Do you use Snapchat? Because I stopped using Snapchat a really long time ago. I literally I only Snapchat. use it. Oh, so long ago. I used to use Snapchat pretty often just because, like, I'm definitely a, a temporary kind of gal. Like, I don't want you having my shit for too long. So yeah. I don't like I, <laughs> So I loved it. But, like, I stopped. I just completely stopped using it, like, a couple yeah. of years ago. I go on there, like, once a week maybe because there are some people that I know who who do snap me. Um, and it's usually, like, my very, very close friends. Like, my sister uses it because, like, she mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit about social media at all. So yeah. she'll just, like, send me, like, videos of her, like, talking to her students and stuff. Just, like, funny, like, things every day. Yeah. Um, so I check it, like, once a week just to, like, see the videos that people have sent me and stuff. And other than that, like, I don't use it. Yeah, two of my best friends use it to send me their videos and yeah. stuff. And so I basically only open but it But I still that. use Instagram for that. Like, if I want to send, like, a short, like, yeah. oh, it's something funny or whatever. I'm using Instagram, yeah. And I kind of have turned my Instagram into, like, a Tumblr, I feel like. Like, I repost other people's stuff where I'm like, oh, I like the song. Or, mm-hmm. oh, look at this black queen thriving. I want you to yeah. see this. Like, I've kind of turned my Instagram story into, like, I like this and I want you guys to see it, too. Oh, yeah, I love Instagram stories, to be honest. Yeah, sharing information and valid resources and, like, helping people get the awareness out for different things going on. Um, so I do appreciate Instagram stories for that, but I'm the girl where like, if I post something about myself and I don't want it up there anymore, it's been up there for 16 hours. I'm not waiting for 24. I'm just going to delete it. Okay. So like, cause I just don't care. Sometimes and I, don't I also whatever. post stuff that's like specifically aimed at the white people following me. So I go through and I'm like, have the white people seen? And then I delete it. <laughs> that's an interesting, yeah. Like if it's something that's informational that I already know, like a majority of the people that I follow, like, or that follow me kind of like have this information or whatever or mm-hmm. I took it from one of them but I want like it's specifically aimed at like there's certain people that I know who need this information like I actually mm-hmm. wait until those people view it that's interesting see and for me Instagram ugh, Instagram is like half personal half not because yeah. before pandemic hit I was um helping run the social media account for the bar I work at which has over 11,000 oh, yeah. followers and it was so stressful for me trying to just make sure these posts were like content worthy and that people would and like we would have over three to five hundred people looking at our stories per day so like I did feel proud over the fact that okay it's getting seen by a lot of eyes but I would spend 30 minutes for a 30 second post and I really would be like guessing yourself it's ridiculous and the anxiety that comes with it and that's when I was like I, I was ready to step away from it because I was like, I'm not getting paid for this, which I should be. And like, as great as this is for my resume and as great as this is for just me moving forward, if I do need something in marketing or social media, great, this is great experience. But like, oh my God, how stressful. And I was going to ask you, do you care about your Instagram aesthetic? I know your Instagram isn't really like personal lifestyle, anything like that, but do you care? Because nope. I don't care. I care about the platforms that I run. Because mm-hmm. I am trying to engage people in specific things. So if people okay. don't know about this, um, I, I mean, I obviously run the Instagram for We Gotta Talk About. Yes. So that is one thing. I do care what our grid looks like. I like for it to be very colorful. I want for people to, like, look at our page and be like, oh, this is different. That's why I chose, like, bright colors. And I like yes. to do, like, 
you know, I love floral designs and like tropical yes. designs and things like that. And like, you know, I have like orange and like bright pink, just like things that pop. Because I do care about that um, because I want people to listen. And then for my other platform, it's a mental health platform. So, like, I yes. do want people to see some of those posts just so that they can, like, I want it to be a normal thing that people just see throughout their day is, like, here's things that normal people are dealing with regarding mental health issues, etc. So I do care about those two sites. But, like, for my personal page... Like you said, I feel like it's, like, Tumblr. Like, I just, like, post things. Like, I just don't care anymore. I used to kind of be like, oh, let me, like, edit my photos and make sure I look cute and make sure I look skinny. And now I'm like, here is me. I'm thick as fuck. This is what my body looks like. This is the melanin in my skin. I am very brown. Like, I'm not going to edit anything anymore. And I also rarely post pictures like of my you face do, but yeah. every time i do i get hella likes and i'm like can you guys like my art this much <laughs> girl and that and see and the funny thing is is like i've noticed and i don't know if this is an algorithm thing or people just aren't fucking with me anymore i think like it's an algorithm to. thing i think it's an algorithm thing but my bomb ass selfies are getting like 60 likes and they used to get you know well over 100 and i'm like first of all stop caring about likes because they're really not fucking important right but secondly it's just, I don't know. It's like, I've stopped caring about what I post. I just purged and archived of over 75% of my timeline. I think I was close to a thousand photos mm-hmm. and I think I'm down to under 200 or like I just hit over 200 in posting and I just don't care anymore. I'm just like, I wanted to separate myself from like college days, but right. also yeah. like I know so many girls who are like, all my posts have to be pink, white, or glitter or in gold because that's my aesthetic. And I'm just like, you're putting in so much energy and effort and it's not like you're getting paid by brands to like, I don't know. And like everybody uses Instagram for different reasons and purposes, I guess, whether you're promoting yourself as a business or you're using it as a, I don't know, but I just don't, I can't care. I'm like, we, I feel like we just put so much energy into aesthetics anyway of just like you said, a simple picture of like, do I look good in this picture? I can't even wrap my mind around spending. And this is no shade to people who can spend the energy on that. I'm just really surprised that like it's come down to a social media photo sharing app that people are like super dedicated. Like I haven't been this dedicated to a page outlook since MySpace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, it's just interesting to me. Yeah. And it is interesting to see like how different people engage with it too, because like we don't really care about like the grid and stuff. And I even know like there is a girl that I follow who like, I I actually know her, Mm -hmm. um, but she does have quite a few followers. Like she is technically like, I would say like a lifestyle page. Okay. Um, And she has like, I want to say 10K followers or something like that. Mm -hmm. But she also doesn't care about like what her grid looks like. And people, she did like one of those question things of like ask me anything and someone was like do you filter your photos like what do you use to edit and she was like honestly I just make sure I have really good lighting and I take a lot of photos and like different outfits and stuff so that I have like a collection of content and I also just like make sure that I play with just like the normal which I would have I would do to any photo anyway just because like I am an aesthetic person so I always like play with like the exposure and the contrast and like the saturation and things like that just to make it like look nice but I don't even know what Facetune was. Like, someone explained Facetune to me, and I was like, this is what people are doing to their pictures? You're, you're telling me that no one looks like this in real... Like, people are yeah. actually sitting here giving themselves liposuction on true. an editing app? I had no idea. I know. When I... When I, I first, hit auto like, on discovered the that... I know. Yeah, I, I, I always do that. 
That's like my my go to. I do use Lightroom for specific things. Like if I'm if I'm editing artwork or if I'm editing like photos, yeah. I will use Lightroom. Um, it was so funny. I was updating my website yesterday. Okay. And I wanted like some new photos, and I was like, I wonder if I should ask. My best friend is like a really good photographer, and mm-hmm. she takes really cute pictures of like plants and things like that. Um, she's the one that got me into plants. But anyway, she takes really <laughs> amazing photos, and I was like, I wonder if I should just like ask her to take some for me. And then I decided against it, so I literally like set up different things in my room and like in the corners, just was just like taking photos on my iPhone. But like, oh my god, how pretty! I That's edited amazing. them and like they look really. They look cute. so good. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I just need some like new photos. I literally just like took these photos this and like edited so them. This looks so good. But even Go then, like that's the only thing I would ever yeah. care about, like filtering I, or editing or anything like that. Is like if it's I, for professional purposes, really. I used to use the Instagram filters so much in college, just because I felt like everyone was using Instagram filters. So it just that Valencia. Like do. do you remember her? Yes, the Valencia. <laughs> oh my goodness, she was my go-to bay. But like now, literally, I hit auto on my iPhone settings. I might adjust the brightness, and then I'm like posting. Yeah. And like yeah, I, I said, think lighting I'm, is key. Honestly, I feel like if you yeah if you find good lighting and you look good, then you're just gonna snap a photo anyway. Why not just let it be natural? exactly i mean so yeah i don't know it's just interesting and moving forward i guess so now that we know kind of what apps we both use and what our intention of using them i guess let's kind of run into what happens when that intention doesn't happen yes. aka miscommunication shitstorm yep. um i've had <laughs> i've had way more incidences than You've maya because more. you're also much more active on social media than me I'm, so that's I'm more why. active and i put my opinion out there way more than a lot of people do mm-hmm. i would say but again um i mean people know who i am i mean and here's the thing i get a lot of dms of people wanting to discuss as the word i'll use what i have to say <laughs> that was very diplomatic and then it's like 50% want to discuss and 50% are like, thank you so much for like never giving a damn and like saying what you feel. Cause it's literally how I feel. And I'm way too afraid to ever mm-hmm. put this out here on social media. And I'm like, first of all, it's not that I don't give a damn. I literally analyze whether or not I should post this. I'm always thinking like, is my boyfriend going to be super offended or like embarrassed that I continue to just like, like whatever. And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, look, you guys are either going to fuck with me or you don't. And if you don't fuck with me and you follow me on social media, that's a you problem, not a me problem and whatever. So I have had multiple instances. Twitter's the worst, though. I will say this. Twitter is also the worst because it allows access to people who don't know you, Mm -hmm. people who you'll never meet and you'll never speak to again. And you're engaging in either a back and forth battle of words or they just say something you do or don't like and you move forward whatever everybody adjusts things different way but from me talking about philadelphia sports and having the most sexist and misogynistic things said to me in my entire 25 years of life at that point it was yeah we just talked about this on the last episode yeah it was crazy moving to gosh i don't even know i feel like something oh posting on a prominent espn analyst stories he talks about that that was a rude awakening having white people tell me like well i just don't understand racism so i need this little kindergarten lesson and i'm like you're oh, 50 years the old the videos of the black man and yeah whatever. so it's like and i had 50 year old white people telling me that me saying like if this if you literally don't even understand the concept of racism and you need it to be explained to you like this literally at a kindergartner level of why we're just nice to all people i'm sorry and the woodwork came out 
And then Instagram recently, don't talk about parenting, I guess, when you're not a parent. I, parents get really offended really easily, it seems. And I get it. I don't have a kid. I don't know what that mother's love feels like yet. However, comma, I'm allowed to have an opinion because hello, I'm a child, which means I had a parent. So like, I don't know why parents just are like, if you don't have a kid, you can't have an opinion. Uh, No, I'm allowed to have an opinion about anything. That's why it's a fucking opinion. And people really were just not and and for people who don't know i basically just was like look are we still having kids when we don't have money to take care of ourselves because i'm just really wondering why people are still choosing to either have unprotected sex or go through with having kids or not give them to well-financed couples who've been waiting for adoption or who have fertility issues there's so many options we have with our children no shade to anyone who decides to be a parent. But you were Kudos genuinely you for asking taking... a question, like I was genuinely, I really was wondering, and a lot of people took that as like, "Oh, you're judging me because I'm not a millionaire and I have kids." And I was like, "That's not what I'm saying." And someone was like, "You're literally trying to police how families operate, and you're this is exactly what the Republicans are doing to all of us." And I was so offended like, at what by point that. Did you statement. tell them what to do with their lives? Thank you. I was like, I literally asked a fucking question and people who aren't even parents were coming out like, oh, I and I literally responded to maybe like eight people and I had to stop because I had like 20 more messages. And I was like, I'm not doing this right now. I went back and like reiterated what I tried to say. And that opened my eyes. I'm like, people just want to believe and get their point across no matter what. Like, if you're not going to ask me to further explain myself so you can understand where I was coming from, my respect for you gets thrown out the door when you want to have a debate. Yeah. Like, if you can't comprehend where I'm coming from, I literally posted a 15 sec. not even, it was a, a text post. It was a text post. It wasn't even a video. And people like, woo-woo. But it's, it's so interesting, right? So when you start to realize from the people you know, from the community of internet followers you've amassed, how people choose to utilize your dms how people choose to communicate with you based off of an opinion and i don't know i find it really interesting too because i really sit back and look at people on instagram where i'm like you have an instagram but you don't post anything so why are you here you literally haven't posted in six months but yet you always want to respond to something i have to say like do you want to actually put your opinion out there for once and see what it's like to have people want to question you or explain like discuss things further yeah. No, don't like those people. Um, I don't like the parents who only post their fucking kids. And then you want to come out the woodwork with your own fucking opinion. Like post about your own fucking life on your Instagram. I'm not following your children. I'm following you. You don't even have your children's fucking consent to post these pictures of them, which is a whole another privacy issue we can talk about at yeah. a different time. But like, I just want people to remember, like, know your place where you come from and what you bring to the table for social media before you just come for people who are bold enough whatever word you want to use to ask a simple question and that's why we're talking about shitstorms because maya just got to get her inaugural twitter shitstorm so talk to us about that yeah. so we can compare and contrast our experiences Let's. um and also like i i didn't i didn't necessarily get attacked it but yeah it wasn't for, an attack attack me to yeah. have any sort of engagement on Twitter is a lot because I really don't have a lot of followers and like that's not what I'm here for. Like right. I'm I'm truly on Twitter just to like talk to other Caribbean people. I mostly follow Caribbean Twitter. Like I follow right. some Black Americans as well because I mean that's pop culture. Yeah. Um, but like I'm mainly on there for Caribbean shit because like that's yeah. just what I relate. You're to there to be funny. educated and to research and to gain perspectives and exactly. insight. Like you you really don't use this for like 
some personal no, no, yeah, I'll, kind of I'll, a thing, I'll you know? tweet some stuff like every once in a while. Like the other day, I just like was I was thinking about like this video. I was just reflecting on a video that I had recently watched, and a bunch of people were like, you know, just liked and like retweeted and stuff. You know, like I have very little engagement, so like to wake up in the morning to a bunch of like people mm-hmm. commenting on my response to a tweet was like a lot for me and i was like people are attacking me they weren't though mm-hmm. i was just being dramatic <laughs> i was like caitlin i'm so, being attacked on twitter like i was not and i was like oh my god but so i was prepared for it i was like okay let's go but yeah Buckle okay up. so anyway so it's this girl who i follow um and i really respect her she is a poet and an author um okay she's dominican and she's a dominican immigrant actually so she's our age but she immigrated here and so she a lot of her work like talks about like the immigration experience and just you know being caribbean and she was post she posted like this whole thread she recently moved from new york to la and she posted okay. this whole thread about how um out here like whenever she goes anywhere or like whenever people play any sort of reggaeton like she hears the same kind of like basic ass reggaeton music and like a lot of it is just like super basic and not just it's just not what reggaeton used to be But on top of that, like, people here play, like, the same five songs. And so I responded to it because, like, in my opinion, the reason why reggaeton is like that and, like, a lot of music on the West Coast in the first place is because so many people have been displaced from California. Like, there's been a major exodus of, like, black and brown people who cannot afford to live here. And so, like, the culture is no longer influenced by black and brown people. It's influenced by actual influencers, especially in L.A. Like, everything's going to be super basic. And so my comment, like, in response to that, and I was like, you know, I just, like, I, I always say this to people. Like, things out here are so diluted because, like, there's hardly any black people. None of them are, like, of people of the diaspora if like there is any and so like everything it kind of just like seeps into everything that like everything is kind of like toned down now yeah and it was only it was actually only her and one other person that actually like responded to my like reply and they were like you know this like I don't know if this is how you meant it but like it sounds super xenophobic and like super anti-african-american and like all this stuff and I was like I don't really know how that's xenophobic but I can totally I understood, like, the African-American thing because, like, I do get that that's sensitive of people from the diaspora shit on um, African-Americans for, like, not being black enough, not being, like, purely black, all this stuff. So I I understood, like, the sensitivity to my use of diluted. I was like, okay, I see where I went wrong here. But the girl who had originally posted it, like, also posted resources under and was like, you know, like, you could have just, like you know, Googled, like, Afro-Latino, like, history in California or whatever. And I was like, that's fine, because that's not at all what I was, like, trying to say, that there's, like, no right. black people in California, there's no Afro-Latinos. But, like, let's be really real, gentrification has pushed out so many communities here. So, like, everything is whitewashed at this point. Yeah. So it's not, like, it's not that I'm saying the people are actually literally diluted. I'm saying, like, the culture here is a watered-down version of what it originally was because so yeah. many people have been pushed out. But I wasn't also going to go on there and be like, let me go defend myself because I really wasn't trying to argue with these people. Like, they made valid points. And they mm-hmm. also, like, shared with me, like, this was how this came across. Right. And so, and it was nice because, like, at first I was, I was like, panicking. I was like, oh, my gosh, like my character is basically like I've misrepresented myself by like phrasing it this way. Right. Um, Yeah. So it taught me that, but then like I 
someone commented below and I had apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry if like this is how this came across because that was not my attention. And that was it because I wasn't trying to like argue with people. I was really trying to be like, I hear what you said, noted. And that's it because I'm not here to argue and like make it a whole thing when I was not in the right. And so this guy like posted underneath and was like, you know, this is a really good example of someone giving like a genuine apology and not trying to argue. And just know also that like it was only really one person who told you that this is what it sounded like. So like Right. It wasn't like it was the masses. It exactly. wasn't like it was a majority. There was of this actually audience. a lot of people who liked and liked retweeted it. my reply. Mm-hmm. And in comparison to the people that actually responded to the tweet, it was much more. And so right. I was like, oh, you're right. People actually like, maybe it wasn't misinterpreted by everybody because like some people probably understood like that's what I was trying to say. But it really taught me. I was like, you got to be very careful because I try to rephrase things a lot so that it fits mm-hmm. into those characters, right? Because I'm exactly. not trying to respond to somebody with like a thread of like yeah. what I really mean. So I try to like shorten everything. And when that happens, you end up using language that people are like, this was the wrong language to use because that's right. not what and you were trying to say. And everyone interprets communication differently. Everyone exactly. interprets dialogue differently. So we have to also take that into consideration. But yours was the perfect example of like, okay, someone posted their opinion and then I posted mine. And we had some people that agreed and some people that didn't. Yeah. But yeah, you were lucky that you were in that percentage where it was like, eh, but most people understood where I was coming from. And to take note of that too, specifically with what you were talking about, let's be freaking honest. California is a top 40 state. Like it's literally top 40 hits. Like that's just what it is up and down the state. Like, yeah. And if you guys don't know what I mean by that, I just basically mean like whatever's popular, like whatever's clever is essentially like what California is. Whatever's well, trending, whatever's yeah. now. And that's the thing is she was talking about like mainstream music. So I was like, this is in reference to like things that are mainstream. And they're the same, like you said, five or six. never going to be black and brown people. And they're the same five or six European-based people who are able to present themselves like they're from the actual community that they're infiltrating. In reality, it's like, no, but you're actually not even of this ethnicity or nationality. And you can get away with it because you know Spanish and you can rap or sing Spanish. And they're so, and we'll have to have a whole episode on that because Maya's got so many thoughts and opinions on a lot of these mainstream because I get so educated because I'm like, oh, this person seems to be doing all these things. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also having this imposter syndrome moment happen that no one's wanting to call them out on for some reason. And since you were, your experience with that, has it changed how you now see yourself replying to people on Twitter from that experience? Um... Have you noticed that you're a little more hesitant to respond or to offer your insight or has has your experience essentially still stay the same since it wasn't as negative as it could have gone? Yeah, I I think that my I think that my engagement has stayed pretty much the same because like I understood how that exchange went down. But yeah, I think I definitely am a little more hesitant to like respond under like big people Because I really don't want to ever, like, not that I don't ever want to say anything to offend people. It's just, like, it's so hard to get my thoughts across sometimes in, like, so few characters that, like, I have a really difficult time even tweeting in general. Like, I hardly ever even tweet because of that. I understand that. Yeah. Because you never know. So I don't don't really think it's changing. Yeah, I don't don't really think it's changing it because, like, I never really, like, said anything anyway. (laughs) Facts. True. No, yeah, because I... 
I don't know. In the realm of Instagram, like, I'm going to keep saying what I have to say on Twitter. I could really care less because it's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what what Twitter is. is. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm kind of, like, opening myself to i just made myself private because job searching but like i, I did too. <laughs> normally normally i'm public because i want to engage with these people who don't follow me in order to do that i gotta be public exactly but with instagram specifically it changed during certain like i remember earlier we talked about in an earlier episode at the beginning of the pandemic when i was really judging people for their la san diego tahoe trips with all these mm. people from different households and people wanted to clap back like we all got negative covid tests so mind your business and i'm like that don't mean shit we got no mask on you're not social distancing literally doesn't mean anything yep. um and i stayed away for a couple of weeks until i realized like no but i had so many people reach out to me who were like my family members are literally in the hospital from covid my friends are getting mad at me for not wanting to go hang out with them thank you for calling people out because more people need to do this and i wish i had the balls too but i'm just not there yet and i'm like okay for that alone even if it's one person I'm going to still keep saying what I want to say on my opinion. Because, again, if you don't want to hear my opinion, here's the unfollow button. You can block me, mute me, whatever it is in order to get by. It's a beautiful thing these apps have given us. And I think – and my mom told me that about Facebook. She was like, you get so upset at what you see on Facebook, but just mute these people. And I was like, yeah, but I'd rather just unfriend you so I don't have to see it at all. Like, why? (laughs) Like, sometimes in some capacities, like, if you're a racist person posting racist things, muting you doesn't do anything for me. I need you to know that I don't like what you have to say. And because of that, you lost me as a follower because I do not agree with your morals and like, you know, whatever. But I got really upset with the parent shitstorm I went through because a lot of people I responded to to explain my side and to get them to see where I was coming from. And then they had nothing to say. And I'm like, don't engage with me in a freaking conversation if you're not going to engage with me in a conversation. It's not fair that you just get your little two cents out and then I'm doing my part and opening up to you and trying to get you to understand where I'm coming from. And then you have nothing to say about that. No, you just want to be a parent who's mad that someone who doesn't have kids is commenting on the fact that you're not doing what you need to financially to set your children up for success. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. You're just mad that I called you out for it because it's not something you think about in your parenting realm. Like I had a good amount of parents who were like, thank you for saying that because I never thought about those three areas you discussed further on like how I could help my children be successful in the future because my parents never did those things for me. And I don't think, and that's what I was trying to point out. Our parents didn't do these things for us and we all have to kind of tough it out in the real world because they didn't think to, you know, I got credit cards offers when I was nine or 10 because that's an actual thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, well, we decided not to so that we didn't mess up your credit. But it's like, yeah, but you could have used it for something and still built me some credit. So that way, by the time I was 18, I wasn't just starting at neutral and having to go from there right but we all have you know not knocking my parents for anything but it's just these things that you can well it's just like it's just different generations like if we're not improving and like questioning the way that we have been raised then nothing's gonna improve and i think that like if my parent had seen your post like that because my parents have like come to us now as adults and been like we did not know what the fuck we were getting set up for like we didn't have any sort of plan we got really lucky like we're really lucky that my parents are both scientists and so like they did end up like my my parents both taught like in school for a while so like they and oh and they went to school at a time where like you could get full scholarships like my parents never paid for college right and so so even then but even then even with no loans they had a little bit of student loans but even with very few loans and you know having jobs as scientists and things like that like 
they were still struggling when me and my sister were kids because they didn't plan having kids and they had both of us back to back and didn't plan it. And, Mm -hmm. like, things would have gone a lot differently if they had had one kid and been, like, let's wait two years and have another kid Mm -hmm. and actually save money and, like, set us up all those kinds of things financially. So my mom had to teach me as an adult when I came to her with all my credit card debt. She was, like, here's how I got rid of all my debt because Mm -hmm. it was just the two of them. We don't have family in this country. They basically had to figure it out all on their own. So, like, I think that asking those questions – is really helpful and I don't think that people who have done self-reflection and who are self-aware would be offended by that. I think that people get very easily upset because they feel like they're being attacked because they probably know that like they've probably done that. Right and that's the and that was the point I was trying to make was like as Daenerys but it's like you're not saying like oh you shouldn't have had kids like it's too late at this point right I'm not saying you should have had a right I'm like people took it as like oh she thinks she should have an abortion oh she thinks you're an irresponsible parent I'm like no I'm not saying that I'm not talking about your parenting as a whole you're probably a great parent providing your child with lots of love but there's more to parenting than just like loving your kid that's the reality of the world we live in you chose to procreate it is your responsibility to set your kid up for whatever type of life they want to live at 18 when they leave your home whether it's college, whether it's the real world, trade school, whatever the freaking heck it may be. Like, I literally just read a great article on parents who were like, I raised a kid who didn't go to college, who was literally a six-figure nair because I was like, oh, you're really good at fixing things. You like to fix things? Let's figure out in what capacity. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're really good at fixing our toilet and stuff. Did you know that if you became a plumber, everybody needs a plumber? why don't you screw college if you're good at this and you would enjoy doing this and having a team of people and owning your own business we're gonna get you all the tools you need and this woman was like now my son is the number one plumber in his region and she's like he's making great money and i was like screw college why put us both through debt when in reality if this is something that you could enjoy you can make a lot of money with and there were so many stories about that with chefs with like all these random mm-hmm. things where it was just like they didn't do the traditional route. And that was the point I was trying to make. But anyway, the right. entire point was social media engagement that was just so wild because like we said, we're restricted, you know, on Instagram, it's a 15 second video mm-hmm. and, you know, you can only do four back to back. You can only do a minute worth of a video before right. it's like, well, now you got to do another set on Twitter. It's this 240 characters, you know, it's like, miscommunication is so heavy on social media because we don't have the ability to expand how we want like you said without going on an elaborate like if I got a lot of shit to say then I end up posting a freaking IGTV video that's like three minutes long and then after it's been up for three months I delete it because I'm like okay well I'm over this narrative like it doesn't need to be up anymore so yeah it's very it's very limiting I think on both sides like it's limited for the person posting because you can only post so much And then it's also limited for whoever you're interacting with because they only get to see, like, that one snippet of you. And I think that's, like, part of the reason why shitstorms are just, like, so harmful is because we're not not allowing people the chance on on either side to, like, actually voice their real opinion and have a productive conversation because social media is not really productive in that way. That's why there's so many. And the things that become popular are, like, when people said some dumb shit. Right. And, like, we just want to shit on it instead of, like, actually being like, hey, why do you think that way? <laughs> Let's talk Let's about it. Let's reframe that. Out. Right. And so my advice to people moving forward, for myself and others, is, like, 
if you're going to engage in dialogue, engage in dialogue. Allow the opportunity for both people to expand on that original thought that was provided. Have a quick little back and forth about it and move on. Like yeah. I did have a couple parents who were like, okay, ouch, I feel like you're calling me out. And then I responded and I was like, but you already have a savings account set up for your kid and your kid is not even two. Like my parents couldn't even think about setting up a whatever it was until a certain point because mm-hmm. they had to get their own stuff together first. So I'm like, you're already beating the punch by just already thinking about, but there are some people who can't do that. So that's my advice moving forward. I'm not going to stop posting my opinion. Like I said, if people don't want to hear it, they can easily unfollow me. But I mean, just let's talk about it <laughs> without continuously saying that. And you know, the whole, we got to talk about thing, but like, just engage in actual dialogue. But okay, moving on, we're going to wrap this topic up with basically what positives and negatives we've both found from social media engagements. My dog is like barking. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is up, girl? She's like, I need attention. And She's so your door's well. closed. But yeah, um, the few positives I found from Social media engagement, of course, the obvious one is keeping up with the people you want to keep up with. Mm -hmm. There are some people who do proactively interact on social media. And so I am grateful for that. Um, I do love seeing people achieve their goals, whether it's starting a business, promoting something. Like, I do love the fact that social media has become such a self-business promoting tool. I do think it could be used for more good than evil. Like capitalism is still evil in my book. So like, yeah, we got to use it for what we got to use it for. But also if we weren't a part of this stupid system, we wouldn't have to rely on this marketing tool. It could, you know, I want Instagram to go back to being a pure photo video sharing app. I don't know if it'll ever be like that. I would love for someone to create one where it's literally like, there's no marketplace. There's no ads. Like we figured it out and you can literally just share photos and videos of your life. Um, And I do love the viral moments. Like currently, I know you know about Amorphous on Twitter, this cute black guy from Philly who got viral from sharing his mixes. And he's a producer and a videographer, but he got popping off of this. And he's now in LA this weekend about to do a virtual DJ tour at like different black celebrities houses in LA. And it's like, he literally went from film school and posting mixes on Twitter to Oprah sending him a new MacBook and Beats by Dre sending him all the headphones he needed in order to keep producing and stuff. So those are positives I found from social media myself and the um, accessibility to new sources and important people. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because of the way the world's happened and turned around in 21st century, I think a lot of important people in business have realized that the best way to get your information out there. I mean, what, it used to be newsletters, right? Newsletters and news articles and and just like old school. Yeah, yeah, like old school advertising, word of mouth. Now it's these corporations having Twitter pages with a million followers because that's literally where you need to go in order to get information from them. So those are my positives. What about yours? What have you seen in your experience? I mean, I think probably similar. Like, I think accessibility is nice. Like, I think... The, the thing that I like about how the apps have actually progressed is that you can actually have, like, your phone, like, read things out to you. And then, like, you can put the, the captions in there so that it tells you, like, what's exactly in the image. And so I think it is really helpful for people with disabilities because, like, you can access a wealth of information that, like, normally people wouldn't even bother, like, sharing with you because, oh, you don't have a phone right. or, like, you can't read that or whatever. So I think it has, like, in some ways provided more access for certain people. Um, 
And I do like that black and brown creatives specifically can use a free tool to promote their business. Because let's be really real, like we tend to not be the people who have, you know, savings and capital to start businesses in the first place because we don't have generational wealth. Um, A lot of people, you know, they don't have any family here like me. So like, it's not like they have people to like look to and like mentor them and things like that. And so I do think it is a really good tool for some of us um, who need people to look up to, who need to reach out to people and be like, hey, you know, like, can you help me out? Like, it's a good exchange of information and a good way for us to, like, not have to pay for certain marketing tools until we get to a certain space. And I think that right. is important in closing some gaps. But like you said, like, capitalism, I don't agree with it. And I don't like that system at all. And I think there's a better way. And so I I think that, like, there are definitely some drawbacks because everything turns into kind of, like, the same thing over and over again i feel like everybody's feed who has like a really popular page tends to look very similar like even just the content that they post is like oh let's be like inspirational and like let's uplift people and like i'm all for that but like let's also be very realistic because it's not all sunshine and flowers all the time no so i do think it gets a little bit repetitive and i and i hate that it like really annoys me actually because i'm like why am i seeing the same thing like 40 times because it's like it's like one thing goes viral and then you just see it for like 10 days but then like i'll go on my friend's instagram and i notice that there's five posts that i never saw right make it make sense it's so annoying it's so annoying and i made a video about that before the pandemic in 2019 where i was like yo your instagram doesn't just have to be a highlight reel of your life yeah why don't you post yourself crying once in a while why don't you tell us that you're angry at something? Why don't you tell us about that really shitty thing that happened and wonder if anybody else felt me? Like, there's just so many other ways we can utilize it. And I think that's one of my biggest negatives as we move into that about it. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I opened Instagram after that update and I saw that the icons had changed and mm-hmm. they were replaced by, you know, the marketplace essentially so you could get direct access to influencers and the products they wanted to, like... Money became such a big, not even money, like just income for Facebook became so freaking huge. We saw it happen on Facebook with Marketplace. Yep. We saw it with the ads that were changing. Then they got ownership of Instagram and we saw it there. I mean, even on Snapchat, you got to wait five seconds to see an ad before you can move on to watch the next person's story. And I'm just like, it's going to happen to Twitter. I don't know how the man Jack hasn't like done that. I, I don't get it, but I hope it doesn't happen. I hope I don't I hope jinx not. anything. Because then but my ass really, is really going to be on Pinterest all day looking at videos. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to take away the fun of it. The, I don't know what they're doing with the algorithm for Instagram. I don't know why it hasn't been addressed. I mean, Twitter got bullied for essentially three weeks to bring back the quote T and retweet button, and they brought it back. Instagram's been bullied for years to come bring back chronological order so you can actually see, and they just refused to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what other negatives? Of course, the shitstorm, like we talk about, people's access to you. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to be able to see what I have to say because it could be someone who doesn't follow me who really needed to hear what I had to say or resonates with it. Right. But then in doing that, I'm opening myself up to just all the piranhas of the internet and whatever it is they have to say. Um, I hate that. I don't know if we'll, well ever and get around as, that. And as people who, you know, aren't living here in white bodies, like opening up yourself to that, not, I mean, you get that naturally in person, 
But like to open yourself up to that on the internet is is a big risk because like that yeah. does affect your mental health a lot. I'm vulnerable with every post I make. Like for those of you who follow me on Instagram, like I've been posting way more, you know, makeup free things and me with my headscarf on because I'm just like, I don't see anybody doing this. I don't see anyone being real about what you look like before you get I ready. I love it when you wear like, your headscarf on Instagram. You know, because I'm just like, it's Also because I face. know when you post it that afterwards it's going to be like this fire transformation because you always are like, here's me in my headscarf and then here's me not in oh, I want to show but like why not like why can't and I'm just so over it like yeah. I'm not a girl who goes on YouTube to just sit and watch like makeup artists do that I don't give a fuck about that that's not what I'm here for but it's like be real I don't see people posting stuff without makeup anymore or some freaking eyelash extension or like your hair looks like it's just been blown out or some shit like be fucking real for once and that's what really bothers me about social media because we get to pick and choose what we want to share with people I just feel like 50% of all of it is just yes and fake and Mm -hmm. it really bothers me obviously but yeah what about other negatives that you've encountered in the realm of social media engagement yeah I I think you hit a lot of them I think the only thing I want to add is like I just think that having these platforms turn into what they've become just like perpetuates celebrity culture and like the hierarchy of elite people versus like regular people Because the only people that they are catering social media to is, like, influencers. It's turned into this huge influencer market. And now the rest of us can't even see each other on Instagram. Like, I came on here to see my friends. Or, like, I really love discovering, like, new artists. But then it turns into this thing of, like, I don't even see these people in my feed anymore. Because they don't have, like, over a thousand followers. So that's the thing that I don't like is it just like it just reinforces like that there's people who are elite and people who are superior and people who deserve access to things and deserve platforms. And then there's regular people and we don't deserve shit. And I hate that. It's ridiculous. I get really frustrated when I just see all Kardashian shit and I'm like looking, knowing people have posted stuff. Like I used to get really irritated when people would do the whole new post thing on their Instagram stories. And now I understand it because literally mm-hmm. if you don't see that, you're not going to know that someone posted something. Yeah, I started having to do that. If I post like an art piece that I really want people to see, I have to post it on my feed and then put it on my story so that people can actually see it. But even then, if I even post then, it on my story one time and a bunch of influencers that you follow continuously post on their story my story is now lost in your story so you're not going to see that either yeah you're going to sit and watch your stories for 20 minutes to get to the people that you actually know who are posting stuff and need your help yeah no not at all yeah um so yeah that's the one thing it just like it just reinforces like hierarchy like social hierarchies and stuff that like i didn't need that online and in person yeah thank you and that the last thing i want to touch on that maya is actually really good about social media engagement fatigue Oh my freaking gosh, you guys, it is totally okay to step away from the apps, to delete them off of your phone, to make your profiles private, to just step away. Like I'll go like two or three days without posting anything to my story just to give myself a break, Mm -hmm. just so that my brain doesn't have to feel vulnerable for any moment of what I have to say. Yeah. And it's so refreshing. And I bet you're really good at that. You, I remember you hit me up a few months ago and you're like, all right, heads up. Like before we start to get with promoting our stuff and having to be on social media, I'm definitely giving myself a break. I'm deleting this and this. Yeah. Need me, text me. Oh my I'm gosh. Not. Yeah. It was like this one yeah. week that I was really going through it. And I was like, I'm literally getting an Airbnb. I'm leaving <laughs> my house and I deleted everything off of my phone. And I just like sat mm-hmm. in an Airbnb and like watched movies and drew and colored. 
It's amazing. And I've never done that in my life. And all the years I've been using That is a privilege. Media. It's a huge privilege to do that. Because I was even talking to my friend the other day. And she's a therapist. Um, and she was like, honestly, social media, like Instagram in particular, has been such a useful tool for her. Because it helps her with her clients. It helps her interact with people who need, you know, mental health services and things like that. And she was just like talking about how she feels like really, really fatigued from it. And I was like, is there any, like, I know it's really important to your work, but is there any way you can take a step back? And she was like, honestly, I can't because like the algorithm likes consistency. I have to post at least once a day for people to see my content. And it's so frustrating. So that is a privilege. Like me being able to, to log out of social media and be like, I can't take it anymore because I can afford, like, I don't have a business that's run like based off of any social platforms. Like that is a privilege in and of itself. But it is really important to do. If, like, all you're on there for is, like, your personal stuff, then, I mean, you wouldn't, like, I I feel like it's, it's like going to the gym. Like, you wouldn't go to the gym, like, five days in a row and not, like, eat properly or, like, you know, drink your protein powder and stuff. Like, why yeah. are you posting all of these things and, like, being vulnerable with people and then like never taking a break it's too much Yeah, not giving yourself the grace it's like working out like your brain and your heart like excessively with while ever taking a rest yeah and um i remember when my boyfriend noticed my fatigue from helping run the social media instagram for the bar he was like you know there's apps where you can set up automatic times to post oh yeah i do that like that way you can just not even work and i was like god bless because actively doing that really i mean it made me not even want to just i didn't was like i don't want to i talk about work at home then i go to work to work and then i have to like make sure i'm taking like it was just too freaking much i'm also blessed that i have a team of people where if it was like if i dropped the ball or just didn't want to post that day somebody else was going to pick it up and do it but yeah so this is our little we got to talk about reminder to you to take a break you deserve a break You You don't have to give so much of yourself to people. That's definitely something I'm learning day in and day out with social media engagement. But, you know, and again, specifically for black and brown people with activism, like I know we talked about social media activism Mm -hmm. episodes ago, but like that's also tying into all of that. We both want to share so much information about things, but it weighs down on you so heavily if you don't notice like. It's not our responsibility to educate the uneducated on what's actually going on. I know we feel like it is because we want people to be aware of it, but also we're no one's mother unless you actually are. And it's not our responsibility to handhold these adults of like, hey, stop giving a damn only about your personal stuff or whatever celebrities you follow and realize that there's a bigger world around you and people could really use your voice or your help. But yeah. Yeah, that is a very good point. We... I mean, and that's also why we have this platform in the first place. Um, like, yeah. we created a podcast because we can't just be on Instagram posting 15 second videos of our opinion. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't. It fucks with us mentally and people stop caring what you have to say. And that's definitely something exactly. I've learned with social media engagement. There's definitely levels to it, doses of it. But, you know, we're all just out here trying to thrive together, right? And exactly. like relay information and self-promote and all those beautiful things. And that's why social media is great. Because like you said, it's a free tool now that for now. will help us <laughs> you know uh, the things always change but it is beautiful that you're able to go on and be like hey i did this thing and yeah. i want you to know about it and here's how you can check it out and boom now you've just opened mm-hmm. your whole realm yeah but i yeah. do like the interaction but yeah like caitlin said you know take a break when you need it you don't need to be there on the all the time and like 
there's ways to not be on social media all the time. Like I plan things out at least a week in advance because I can't be on there all the time. And even yeah. if I go on there to post, like I'll post and I'll leave. You gotta leave. So yeah, just take your breaks, like with like how you would with anything. Like you would take a break if you were working out too much. You would take a break from your job if you were doing too much work at once. So like take a break from social media too. It's okay. And be aware of your engagement. Like not everything needs to be an argument. Sometimes you just need to listen. So like listen to things, take them into account, sit with it, and then see if you actually need to respond because there's too many of us like already in person in this country attacking each other daily because like everything is so polarized we don't also need to be like that on in online spaces it's very true so it's very true if you can help it help it (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much as always for tuning in with us for our episodes thank you for continuing to share and support us we really appreciate it with every passing week and we'll talk to you guys soon bye adios